the pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Good afternoon, everyone. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and also 99.9 FM. A lot of people are uh, tuning in to the... uh, 99.9 99.9 FM is the John DePietro Show. By the way, folks, you can always listen online at the website, DePietro.com. This portion of the program, what a perfect day to stop by and see our friends at PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. Steve and Debbie and Junior and Byron. Now, they also have uh, gift certificates that are available. They have a great selection on items, and they are just thriving. And on top of that, they are also... Uh, Not only you're going to find out why they are Rhode Island's number one garden center located 3680 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. They're right off of Route 4. But um, and they also have a great Facebook page, which I like, which they update and they show uh, the different items that they have that on top of that, they they just make um, a gift certificate always makes a great gift. But what I really like about PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. And one of the reasons why I think they're thriving is because of in this this day and age that service is just terrible with the, the people that are opting not to work and being paid not to work is what I should say. Um, when you find a place that offers great service the way they do, because they're a family run business and they're a local business and take a ride and see them. PR Landscape Materials in Garden Center. And again, I did wish Steve a happy birthday the other day, but uh, they're just terrific. And they work so hard in their merchandise. Their quality that they have is second to none. Annuals, perennials, and trees and shrubs. Shop local. They're worth the ride. PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Again, look for them on Facebook, and it's 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. Well, folks, good afternoon. Right now, it is 108 in the Ocean State. This is the John DePietro Show, and maybe you've stumbled in on AM 1380 or 99.9 FM. Remember, you can always listen online at the website, DePietro.com. Now, I'm going to get to some of the headlines of the day. I love the fact the... um, the criticism of all sides, uh, just a disastrous first trip for the vice president, even the White House, apparently perplexed by her performance. And the, the, the border surge sends prices soaring. And sm- how about smugglers? It's big business. <laughs> smugglers can earn, <laughs> excuse me, two, <laughs> my goodness, must be the cheap blow I was doing last night. Smugglers can earn 200K to uh, smuggle people over. So, you know, it's kind of like the drug trade. Where else are these people going to earn that kind of money? And so it's big business. As I said, we're going to speak with Representative Patricia Morgan because the woke progressives that want to push critical race theory uh, on your children, it's um, they were dealt uh, the being of our friend Nicole in South Kingstown. Now, other communities are stepping forward. And, folks, you have a right. You absolutely have a right, regardless of whether or not you have children in the school district. You have a right as a taxpayer to say what's being taught. How are they teaching history? Uh, what exactly is going on here? We also just see Channel 10. NBC 10 has learned a U.S. Postal Service letter carrier was held at gunpoint. Uh, during his work by two masked men looking for a parcel that contained drugs. According to court documents, the letter carriers abducted Pawtucket at gunpoint June 1st. Two men forced the carrier in their car. They drove the employee to his own house in Pawtucket so they could search the home. The victim told law enforcement the masked men had asked about a certain piece of mail that had been delivered in May to a house on Melrose Avenue in Pawtucket. The men told the letter carrier they'd been watching him. But when all three arrived at the house, the victim did not have his house keys, so the men took him back to where they originally abducted him. Carrier told the agents men were driving an older model gray sedan with cracked leather seats. Court documents detail a fast-moving multi-agency investigation involves packages being shipped to Rhode Island from Puerto Rico. Postal inspectors using a Rhode Island State Police canine executed a search warrant on parcels 
which had containers of dominoes and ceram-wrapped bundles of cocaine. State police put surveillance teams on several addresses in Pawtucket, Johnston, and Cranston. During the investigation, a postal inspector went undercover disguised as a letter carrier. Wow. Federal agents arrested Edgar Antonio Medina, Andres Garay, and Ronald Hall, charged all three conspiracy to possess with intent to distribute 500 grams of a mixture containing a, a certain amount of cocaine. They also um, seized batons, a taser, black surgical mask from the suspect's car. Let it carry described as abductors wearing black surgical mask. Masks, excuse me, so also identified their gray Chrysler sedan. Search of the apartment, they discovered a handwritten note in red ink that said, need full name, physical vehicle description of the carrier on this very day. You'll be compensated. Someone will meet you on Friday or Saturday. The kidnapping charge is likely to follow. Boy, that is a wild story by the I-team. I will um, play that, by the way, uh, coming up. But nice job by them. And then um, what else do I see? Cranston man faces 14 molestation charges. He abducted that 14-year-old. That was uh, just terrible. June 23rd. Uh, daughter was assaulted several times. All right, so we have that story. Folks, we have so many creeps that are out there on the streets right now. You know, I also don't understand. Lawmakers to consider plans $28 million Rhode Island State Police Barrack. Do we really need that? South Kingstown School Committee leader resigns over record requests. Good, good riddance. Absolutely good riddance. Don't let the door hitch on the way out. Can you imagine? I refuse to hand over these documents. Folks, critical race is here. It is a problem. And let me, um, I want to, uh, let me bring on our friend, Representative Patricia Morgan, who has been instrumental. And as I said, it was Rep. Morgan who was the first one. Let me uh, get her on. And folks, and also the New York Times pushing back saying, that their op-ed writer was exactly right to be talking about the situation with the flags. Folks, joining us on the line right now, who was the first person in Rhode Island to fight against critical race theory, is our friend, Representative Patricia Morgan. Good afternoon, Rep. Morgan. Good afternoon, John. You know, folks, Rep. Morgan, every day I say to people and I hear people say, thank God Representative Patricia Morgan is back in office because right now you are you are our leader. You're taking on these issues. You're you're most importantly drawing attention to them and not letting them just go by the wayside. And this situation with critical race and you and, and Nicole in South Kingstown, I mean, are, are just absolutely brave heroes that are bringing this story front and center and forcing these people who want to remain in the shadows to come out and answer questions about it. Yeah, um, it is an issue that involves every person in Rhode Island. Um, everyone needs to, to be aware of it, to get educated, and then to stop it. And, you know, and there's different ways that it's taught, the ways that it's being implemented. Um, the people behind the scenes and some of the people, some of the teachers in the school committee, let's make no mistake about it. They don't want to talk about it. They don't want to let parents, they don't. They don't want a lot of Nicole Solaces suddenly starting to question what's going on in these classrooms. Right. You know, they've, they've been working on this plan for years. Yep. And uh, we've been asleep at the wheel, quite frankly. Right. We haven't been paying attention. It has bubbled up through the universities. It's into the into the uh, teacher workforce at this point, And it's being deployed on our children. Um, and they've been able to do it silently. Nobody was watching them. Yep. But now we're watching them. Uh, and, and John, everybody keeps saying, well, are, are you teaching critical race theory like it's English or biology or chemistry? It is a process. It's the way they teach it. Right. Yes. Right? It's, 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 it's in assignments. It's in books. It's in all of the, all of the classwork. Remember when they said that, uh, that it was California said math? Math is racist because yes. you have to have the right answer. Yep. Well, that's that's one of the tenets of, of critical race theory to look at everything like it's racist, to look at everything by the color of, of a person's skin or their race. Uh, 
so you you get these contorted you know ways of talking about people and cisgender this and they 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 misuse the language um they call it anti-racism it's not anti-racism no it's it is new racism yes it is and it also it, it's so confusing to children and rep morgan not only that but it, it's going on all over the country where you're seeing parents that are pushing back in different communities and you know for instance like fox news has been um you have in florida where the governor of florida is promising to oppose any school board who now supports critical race theory this is happening in in real time and and make no mistake about it number one the schools don't want to get into it but for anyone to deny it or say you know show me where this is happening that that's kind of the same type of people that used to claim that there was no racism, like show me proof that there's racism. When you, when you get into that, there's no more boys' lavatory or girls' lavatory. There's no more, you know, little boys' restroom or girls' room. Everything is non-gender. Uh, everything like that, and and our whole history has to be relooked at and realized. The the penalties and the damage that we've done. That all falls under the umbrella umbrella of critical race theory. You know, John, they keep attacking and saying, oh, don't you want our history being taught? Of course we do. That's not what this is about. Our history is being taught. Slavery is being taught. Right. The horrible lynchings and, uh, you know, black and white uh, water fountains and bathrooms. It is being taught and it should be taught. But that's not the only thing that should be taught. We should actually be teaching real subject matter. We shouldn't say that Shakespeare is now racist. You know, that Dr. Zeus is now racist. And we have to, we can't have him in the classroom anymore. It's, it's, and that's where it's going. And parents really need to get up and say, enough, enough of this. It's damaging. Uh, it's a new segregation that's coming back where white children are supposed to feel bad about being white. I mean, when I when I went to the state house and had the hearing on my bill, you have no idea how many times I was called a white supremacist. Right. Right? But because I'm trying to protect children, I'm trying to make sure that they get an excellent education. It's not racially charged. Uh, it's ludicrous. Here's I'm on the Fox News Channel website right now. At the top of the page, community fights back. Public school board meeting explodes over suspension of outspoken teacher, critical race theory. Another headline, prep school teacher rips critical race theory in epic resignation letter. Another headline, critical race theory interview on CNN takes a turn. Just to answer the question. Another headline, Virginia teacher on importance of speaking out against critical race theory. These children are the future of the country. Another headline, too woke to work. Top better explains why he stopped looking to hire Ivy League grads. This is going on all over the country for anyone to deny that this is not going on in their community or try to have their like an ostrich head in the sand. Show me proof. Show me. It's it's everywhere. Teachers are saying, I disagree with the way that we're supposed to now explain and treat children and the whole element of the apologizing. And, you know, for people to oh no, we don't have it. It's it's complete falsehood. It's going on everywhere right now. Yeah. You know, it's they want their want the their school kids. You know, and they're young. We're talking seven, eight, nine year olds. Up, you know, into high school and college to explore their whiteness. Well, what do you mean? It's an immutable characteristic. You get up in the morning. You're the color you are, right? You're, they're not saying um, let's you know let's talk about uh, honesty and trustworthiness and loyalty and you know character traits. No, let's let's talk about the color of your skin today. That's just damaging. It's divisive. And, and I think it's just uh, one of the things that I find it so damaging. Imagine you're, you're a child of color and you get up in the morning and all the adults in your life are saying, don't worry, you'll never make it. You're the wrong color. That's right. How depressing. Yes. Yeah. Right. And it's so false. It is. Look at our society. I'll agree that before 1970s, the 19. You know, mid-1960s and 70s, it was horrible what we were doing, our country was doing. But since then, we've made a lot of progress. I mean, people are of, of color are in every profession. Right. And, and they, they have ready 
ready ability to get into college, many times with scholarships, all kinds of, of financial aid, right? There's, they're really, they have, their horizons are as, as wide and as broad as they want them to be, as they're willing to work for them. Yeah. And, and Rep. Morgan, and as I as I was saying on One After Dark, my Facebook at night program, but if if we want to, you know, it's easy sometimes people in our country to rip, you know, American society or our history. But you know, as I was saying, have that have that conversation with the people of Germany. If you travel a little bit, every country has a period of time that they they'd rather not admit to. Um, so it's it's all it's all relative, right? I mean, every country or just how and, and, and certain countries the way they they still exist. So look at look look at what's going on in present day in China with the whole lab. So, but what 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 I think was so appalling was the way Nicole Solis was treated in South Kingstown. I mean, oh, that was absolutely they they these people trying to say, oh, she wants to be a star and she was on Fox News. Brett Morgan, you know, you know firsthand what it's like literally when the mob is coming after you and and mm-hmm. folks she's modest but i know rep morgan has had situations where she was trying to uh explain some of the abuses going on in coventry and some of the firefighters when a bus pulls up and they're coming after you and you know you and i have both lived different existences than some people but nicole <laughs> is going along and you and I, by the way, we, we choose to. You're an elected official. I'm a member right. of the media. So, But you're talking about a mother that suddenly gets a phone call from a friend saying, do, do you realize that you're listed on the agenda for the school committee and they may sue you in South Kingstown? I mean, that is that was so beyond the pale. It was such an act of bullying. It was such an act to make an example out of her. Um, that head of that school committee stepped down. And why? Because she was asking questions such as, like, why is there no gender? And why is there no little boy or little girl? And, and if you can't explain the answers or let's, let's re-examine that first Thanksgiving and how terrible we were to the Native Americans. Right. That is so confusing to do to children. And, you know, the, the problem is if you go after children at a very young age and teach them your grandparents are racist your parents are racist this is a rotten country what we've done to these people over long term that is going to have devastating effect to people yes and not just to people but to our country yes and our culture yes um i i you can call me what everyone i think america is the best yes greatest country on the face of the earth we give people the opportunity to maximize their lives. Um, and, and you don't find that anywhere else in the world. Not like you find it here. I want to um, just... And, and this critical race theory seeks to undermine that. It does. And, you know, there are different times that I know that different schools... Um, I went through it firsthand as a parent where I used to say, you know, if you're having a problem, we used to after dinner, uh, let me help you with your homework. And that stopped when then my kids were getting older and then like the new math they were introducing. And different schools actually believe it, people may not realize, but they use different forms of math. They different teach different types of math. But this this is different. This is, you know, you had a teacher who resigned from a top school in New Jersey who said, you know, they're causing white male students to believe you're an oppressor. And in the classroom, because of critical race theory, there's a hostile culture of conformity and fear that, you know, you're, you're the problem. If there's a child that's having problems or doesn't feel comfortable, it's the, the, that's because of the white students in the class. And, and, Rep, know, and it, go ahead, Rep. Morgan. That's just so wrong. It is. The child in Warwick. The child in the third grade in Warwick, right? The little white child that's sitting there yep. has nothing to do with the lack of achievement in Providence. No, nothing, zero, Stop nothing. Blaming them for it. Yes, it's not their fault. They no. have nothing to do with it. Yep. And the- um, you know, they 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 race shame white children. They do. They yes. Want, they want them to accept blame for historical events over which they had no control. They had nothing to do with it. Yeah. But somehow now they're guilty for historical events. I, I mean, that's what they're doing, right? I want you to think about 
uh, you being a slave and write about it. How you know? Why is this important? Yes. Why Why are we going down that road? Why aren't we teaching Shakespeare anymore? Why aren't we teaching Hemingway anymore? Yeah. Why can't we? Why can't? Uh, why are some of Dr. Seuss's books taken off the off the shelves? Yep. Yeah. Um, you know, it just it's an anti-American, anti-white kind of ideology, and I keep going back to Martin Luther King. He said. He wanted the day. It was his dream to have a day when we would not be judged by the color of our skin. That's right. But instead by the content of our character. I know I embraced it. Everybody I know embraced that. And that's what our goal should be. It still should be our dream. And on top of that, you know, for anyone, and again, folks, we're speaking with Representative Patricia Morgan, who I want to single out and give credit to. She was the first one that I'm aware of in Rhode Island at the General Assembly that was pushing back. Uh, and as a result of that, by the way, and that made news, Fox and Friends called you or contacted yes. you and had you yes. on because they look for stories like this. But yes. if you watch certain national shows or read certain national papers, you know, there was the, the mother. Um, there was a mother, I think, in Florida or in Virginia where the child came home and said, you know, Mommy, is it true we learned in school today? And this is a young child that. That the black people, they all live in, in poor sections of the city because of white people. And that, that was taught in the classroom. There was a teacher that said that that's right. That's why we have the poor sections. It's because of the white people. That, that is so unfair, Morgan. That's confusing to children. That is distorting, you know, what's going on. And you're exactly right. Can you imagine like a little third grader in South Kingstown has nothing to do with the conditions in Chad Brown or in South Providence or anywhere else, and to start, yep, see, this is the problem. It's it's your parents and grandparents that did this. That is very dangerous, and it shouldn't be. That is not within the curriculum it's of the wrong. school. It's wrong. They First shouldn't of all, be. It's misinformed. Yes, it's it's misinformed. Um, but then it's wrong to do that to children. Yep, it is wrong to force them into that kind of thinking. And you know how much. Um, influence teachers have over children oh my god when the door right. shuts you know that they're alone with them and, yes and, and hopefully students respect their teacher they they want to learn and they just they they don't critically say no i don't think you're right they just accept what that teacher is saying to them yep and yes. if the teacher is pushing out uh, a narrative that you are bad because of your skin color or you are a victim because of your skin color. How damaging to those children. That's right. Yeah. And that's what critical race theory is. Yep. It's not a subject. It's not a subject like English or biology. No. It is it is a, a collection of, of curricula and books and homework assignments and the way that, that teachers are presenting material that makes children look at their skin color and make value judgments based upon that yeah and you know what else is cruel and again folks good afternoon you're listening to the john DePietro show am 1380 99.9 fm you can always listen online at the website dipetro.com speaking with representative patricia morgan rep what's also cruel is and i i i hear this all the time and it's parents that they don't like what's going on they don't like what they're hearing from the child's classroom but they don't want to be singled out and they don't want yes. their child singled out. And that's why what went on with Nicole, and I, I think she has a legal argument against that South Kingstown School Committee. But what they were really doing is they were sending a message to parents that if you raise a ruckus or if you question us, this is what we're going to do to you. And I hear from I get email every week from parents that say, I'm unhappy with what's going on in fill in the school district. However, I'm trying to get my child through. I'm afraid, you know, they're going to get a bad grade and then there's nothing you can do. Districts have teachers that for years parents complain of. No one can get rid of the teacher. They can't get fired. It's, 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 it's beyond a monopoly. It's a bullying monopoly, which is you either take what we're serving or good luck, because let's face it, if a child gets bad grades or is labeled a problem child, that, that, that goes with you the entire 
your entire life. And then it, yeah. it's mean to do that to parents, to set up an atmosphere where you're really trying to silence people. You're not trying to get conversation or dialogue. Oh, it's not just mean. It's a tactic. It is. Uh, it's a tactic. It is. They have used economic warfare yep. against people. People are afraid to speak up because they might lose their jobs. That's right. You know, in the, in corporate America, that they do lose their jobs if they, if they you know, color outside the lines, if they question any of this stuff. And you're right. Parents are fearful because... Well, are the, are the teachers going to give my child a, a hard time? Are they going to give him an F? I want him to go to college, right? All those things. Um, you know, there used to be anti-bullying campaigns. And yes. clearly the South Kingstown School Committee didn't take it to heart. No. Because what they were doing, you know, they wanted her to go away. So they said, well, stop asking us questions personally. Go to the Apple request. Well, she figured out how to do it. And then they wanted to charge her, what, 10000 almost $10,000? That's right. That's a bullying tactic. That's right. That says, go away. Yep. That's what they wanted her to do. But she figured out how to get around it. Yep. So now it's, we don't want to answer these questions. They're inconvenient for us. So now we'll we'll try to silence her by telling her that we're going to sue her. We're going to make her get a lawyer and go through all kinds of hassle. Luckily, she had a bad book. And she stood up to them. Yep. But... They were simply bullies who didn't want to be questioned. That's right. Yes. And, and it is the right of every person who lives in South Kingstown, who lives in Rhode Island, to have their questions answered. Yep. And, and folks, and, and uh, Rep. Morgan, earlier on the show, I interviewed, I have on once a week, Dan McGowan, columnist for the Boston Globe. And he even admitted that when the education commissioner came out and made accusations last week saying, you know, I, I, I know what's going on here. I'm the first Latina education commissioner. And uh, I believe her husband is a person of color. And I hear the racist names and the things they say. And he said he expected I almost you would think on cue, right? The progressives, the woke crowd, certain people would erupt like, hey, this is racism. And she's claiming racism. And, and one of her that Victor Capellian was saying that they make racist remarks. He thought like, watch the crowd explode. Silence. Dead silence. See, when they're involved, all that stuff is, you know, fair game. When when there's someone they want to get rid of, well, then they go absolutely ballistic and raise the flag and make a... A big stink of it, Rep. Morgan. I've, I've heard Back about everybody else into the uh, into the corner. They do. So now you can't question it. You yep. can't say anything because they're going to call you bad names. Yes. Yeah. Like nobody wants to be called a racist. No. Nobody wants to be called a white supremacist or have their white fragility, you know, which is a made up concept, obviously, um, thrown at them, right? So they they use language. To silence us. That's right. They use, they use the, the, the threat of some kind of retaliation yep. to silence us so that they get their way. And that's bad. It's bad for our children. It is. It's bad for Rhode Island. Do you know in Providence, as they're trying to renegotiate this contract, everything that they're trying to improve, as you can imagine, the union wants money for it. Now, the teachers yeah. in Providence, here's what people don't get. They work four hours a day. Right. Four hours a day because they get an hour for lunch and they get an hour free period. So they're there six hours a day, but they're really four hours a day. And Morgan, you know what the benefits are, the pension, some are off. Can you imagine another job where basically you work 20 hours a week and the amount of benefits and everything they get? So when they talk about I have to go home and correct papers and da da da. Well, you're really only working four hours. But, you know, when they say and the commissioner says, once a week, we'd like the teachers to stay after school, meet with students, or meet with the principal. We think that's a great idea. What's the pay going to be for that one hour, one hour a week, which would make 21 hours a week that they have to work? It's, um, it's so lopsided. They're attacking her. Uh, it stands it, in the way it of does. student progress. It does. That's, you know, whether they work long hours or not, I don't, you know, don't want to get into that argument. But what I do want to say is... It stands in the way of our children yes. maximizing their potential. That's right. And and the unions have to start being on the side of children, too. Not just of teachers, but also on the excellence of the schools that their teachers represent. Yep. Right? They're trying to shut down charter schools because charter schools are showing them up. 
that shouldn't be. Yes. The unions, whoever's negotiating this contract, should be saying, well, we can be excellent, too. Right. We can be excellent, too. Yep. How do we get there? Right. Is it this meeting regularly with one another, having, you know, sharing the ways that we do things? You know, how do we teach decimals? I'm having trouble. How do you teach them? Those kinds of conversations should be going on all the time on a regular basis. It should be a part of their day every day. You're right. And the unions are standing in the way of That's that. That's right. Yeah. So they're standing in the way of our children being the best that they can be. And our teachers, I mean, teachers are good people. They want to give their kids good educations. The unions are standing in the way of those teachers who say, who say, I'd like to stay stay longer and talk with my colleagues or talk with the principal, right? There are many good teachers out there who would do it, but the unions stand in the way. And at some point, we've got to get through to those negotiators that they're standing in the way of children having good lives and good futures. Before we let you go, Rep. Morgan, give out the website that people can uh, learn more yeah. and also get involved. Yes, so it is StopSchoolIndoctrinationNow.com. I know it's a long, long thing to type in, but once you get it once, you'll be fine. Um, StopSchoolIndoctrinationNow.com. It, um, it, it, we have a lot of information on there about what parents can do, a lot of information about what critical race theory is. There's also a contact sheet. Please fill it out. We're going to have a newsletter to keep people um, informed about what's happening all around Rhode Island. We're going to try to um, connect people in their in their towns so that they can form their own like uh, chapter of uh, SCIN, school sub-school indoctrination now, um, so that they can, uh, you know, we'll give them templates on uh, resolutions that they can offer to the school committee, how they get petitions signed, how they do APRA requests, what the APRA requests should say, um, so that I, I think, you know, I'll never get, I don't think in Rhode Island I'll ever get my bill passed in the General Assembly to stop, to ban critical race theory. But parents can do it. That's right. Parents can do it. They're the power. Yep. They're, it's their children. That's right. So parents and, and, and concerned uh, citizens, even if they don't have children, they have a right to weigh in on this. You're right. They're the ones who will force change. Is there a link at your website, which is, uh, I think it's, is it uh, your own personal patriciamorgan.com? Uh, <laughs> there is, so if they sign into the contact page, then I answer them. I answer okay. them personally, so Great. it comes straight to me. Yes. All right, folks, she is our leader, Representative Patricia Morgan. Rep, keep up the good work, and we'll talk to you again. Thank you. All right, folks, there it is. Rep Morgan right here. Uh, it's 139. It's John DePietro. It's the, on, um, I'm sorry about that. Right here on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. This portion of the John DePietro show. And again, I, it's just interesting to me. Um, I'm on the Fox News website, and it's the whole top of it is all about critical race theory and how parents are fighting back around the country. How about that? Governor DeSantis is saying he will absolutely ban it. He will not allow it if that's going to um, go on like that. And then also I'd like the Kamala Harris. I'm going to get to that. Her VP, her trip, first foreign trip, a complete disaster. Hey, I want to remind you, if your appliance is dying, just call Ryan. Ryan's Appliance Repair. Do you have an appliance that's not working properly? Call Ryan, 401-710-7096. 401-710-7096. Ryan's Appliance Repair. Repairs on all makes and models of appliances. If you have a washer or dryer that's not working properly, or maybe a refrigerator or stove or oven, or your garbage disposal, Ryan's Appliance Repair. Call them today, 401-710-7096. All work is guaranteed for 90 days, parts and labor. Saturday appointments are available and senior citizens discounts are available. It's Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096. All right, I want to get to, um, I love the fact that the vice president, Kamala Harris, is under complete, who I, I just don't think she's a serious person. Uh, we've said that. I believe that. And I, I, I'm just so glad that, in, in essence, her trip, which, and I, I want to credit Donna Perry of the Sun Chronicle that said, I think this thing is just like a big photo op. Um, and that's basically what it's 
turned into. But um, I'm hearing, let me see if I can, there's, I think there's audio on this, of uh, White House perplexed by her performance on the foreign policy trip. I think this was on CNN. I want to play a little bit of this. And I can't believe the New York Times is trying to stand by one of their um, people that said that that uh, the American flags were, um, you know, making just making her uncomfortable. Let me hear a little bit of uh, this. This morning, was a- we're told that some of what she said on the trip, her answers to questions, maybe even obvious questions, those answers have White House insiders perplexed. CNN's Jeremy Diamond, live in Mexico City. Jeremy, you covered this trip. You've been part of it. You asked some of those questions. What have you learned? Uh, Well, listen, John, the vice president saw this trip as an opportunity to burnish her foreign policy credentials after entering office uh, with very little foreign policy experience. And she also hoped to make real progress uh, on the root causes of migration from Central America. Now, there certainly was progress, but there are now concerns that some of that progress may have been overshadowed by her answers uh, to some of these questions that her team knew that she would be facing. Uh, And all of this has left some administration officials perplexed and the vice president's team Frustrated. A diplomatic test turned political quicksand. On her first foreign trip, Vice President Harris drawing fire from the right and the left as she undertook her mission to address the root causes of migration from Central America. Do you have any plans to visit the border? At some point, you know, we are going to the border. We've been to the border. So this whole, this, whole, this whole thing about the border, we've been to the border. We've been to the border. You haven't been to the border. I, and I haven't been to Europe. And I, mean, I, don't, I don't understand the point that you're making. I'm not discounting the importance of the border. The number two House Republican tweeting, this is a crisis we're talking about, not a vacation. We don't have an Australian border crisis. We don't have a a border crisis in Europe. We have a border crisis on the southern border. For weeks, Harris and her team have fought the perception that she is the administration's border czar, insisting she is narrowly focused on the root causes of migration. But after the issue became a distraction, a change of tune. Can you commit right now that you will indeed visit the U.S.-Mexico border and will you do it soon? Jeremy, let me tell you something. Yes, I will. And I have before. Harris spent most of her trip tackling that issue, announcing a new task force to root out corruption in Guatemala, nearly $90 million to boost economic opportunity, and an agreement with Mexico to boost agriculture and youth programs in Central America. But it was a stern warning to would-be migrants in Guatemala that caught her flack on the left. I want to be clear to folks in this region who are thinking about making that dangerous trek to the United States-Mexico border. Do not come. Do not come. Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez calling that message disappointing to see. Why did you feel it was important to relay that message while in Guatemala? It is, it, it, it can be a very treacherous and dangerous trek. <clears throat> and I don't take that lightly. I don't take that lightly. Harris's warning underscoring the U.S.'s balancing act in the region at a time when the U.S. is facing record numbers of migrants at the southern border some of whom say they believe the Biden administration's policies are more welcoming. The other side of that coin, a message of hope to a region in short supply. I know our capacity to give people hope in in that region, in particular those three countries in Central America. And I have no question in my mind that the work that we have done is going to have a very positive impact. It may not be evidenced overnight, but it will have a positive impact. And John, some administration officials are quietly perplexed uh, about the vice president's answers to some of those questions, in particular that initial question that she got from Lester Holt about the border where she equated it uh, with Europe. There was a hope inside the White House that this trip would be a success, and by the end of it, there was concern that it was perhaps overshadowed by her answers to some of those questions. As for the vice president's team, they are simply frustrated that these questions have continued to dog her uh, amid Republican attacks and attempts to conflate her position dealing with the root causes of migration as being some kind of border czar. Uh, but it was clear to the vice president and uh, to the vice president and her team by the end of this trip that this was becoming a distraction, and that's why we saw that change of tune when I asked her uh, 
would she indeed commit to going to the border? No date, however, has been set yet for that trip. John. All right, Jeremy Diamond for us in Mexico City. Jeremy, thank you so much. Yeah, that is uh, just fantastic, folks. It is. Um, the fact that, that this is happening and and then you had, you know, AOC, whenever you can get AOC, it's good for the Republican Party and bad for the Democrats. If they go on that journey. And so they know that this journey is dangerous. Uh, What we as a country, what the United States has not done is actually own up to the fact that we have contributed to regime change, destabilization and interventionist foreign policy that has contributed to these awful conditions throughout Latin America. Um, And the reason that it's a problem, and this is not just U.S. supporting regime change, this is also climate policy that is impacting the global south. It's always our fault in her mind. Is that comical? Of course it's our fault. Central America. U.S. climate policy has helped conditions. That's why people are fleeing. Boy, she is just the gift. She truly is the gift. Well, folks, good afternoon. It's 147. The Harris trip, I mean, what a disaster. I mean, it just is. And that that was a report on CNN. CNN, by the way, right? That's not Fox News saying that it was a disaster. CNN. How about this headline? Plexiglass is everywhere. No proof it keeps COVID at bay. (laughs) You wonder if someone was um, somehow involved with the plexiglass as far as making money off that. Virginia school board meeting explodes as members face backlash for suspension of someone who's against critical race theory. I mean, this, this, that's why Rep Morgan is completely, completely right about this whole thing. So to, and they don't want to, um, they don't have in other words, they they just don't want to have to answer to anybody, right? That's what's really going on. Now, folks, right now, good afternoon. It's 148. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and also 99.9 FM. You could always listen online at the website, the website, depetro.com. Now, don't forget when I mention the website, check it out, uh, which is sponsored by Allstate Lock. Experts in locking systems, building security, residential, commercial, car key security cameras, all state lock. Call them 401-349-0042 or online at allstatelock.com. As I mentioned, that's a wild story that the I-Team has. Um, Wild story that the I-Team has regarding the situation with that attempted kidnapping, my God, I mean, that is, um, wow, that is uh, really, really amazing it, what went on with that. I'm going to um, get to that. And then also, though, I, I like the fact that Kamala Harris, she, she's not helping, well, now channel drug suspects accused of abducting postal carrier. Folks, I mean, think, see, this is... And now they're trying to send cocaine through the mail? Send cocaine through the mail and then they're abducting the postal carrier. And where are they coming from? Puerto Rico, from south of the border. That's what's going on with it. So to try to act as if somehow this is, uh, you know, as she said, as as to Europe, let me play the... um, I want to play. That was the Lester Holt. That interview caught her off guard because that interview, she thought that that was going or Kamala Harris thought that 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 was just going to be a friendly interview. And instead, he was asking her and where they also made a mistake was when President Biden and folks, good afternoon. It's one fifty. It's John DePietro on this Wednesday when when President Biden announced that Kamala Harris, the vice, the VP, that when they announced that Harris was going to be taking over the border, and he did that to dodge any hard questions about the border for his press conference, she immediately should have gone to the border. But she hasn't. And now this is ridiculous.
deal. She won't go to the border. So here is, I want to go, and I want to give him credit. Lester Holt, NBC Nightly News, he was asking her about it on the trip. The at, at some point, you know, it, we are going to the border. We've been to the border. So this whole, this whole, this whole thing about the border, we've been to the border. We've been to the border. You haven't been to the border. I, and I haven't been to Europe. And I, mean, I, don't, I don't understand the point that you're making. I'm not discounting the importance. Doesn't understand the point. Well, the White House didn't find that funny. As a matter of fact, no one found it funny. No one found it funny. But the other, uh, the big soundbite of the day is this whole situation, this uh, person with the New York Times, which they're trying to back up, by the way, saying about Trump people and American flags. I was really disturbed. I saw... Dozens and dozens of pickup trucks with, uh, you know, uh, explicatives against Joe Biden uh, on the back of them, uh, Trump flags, and some cases just dozens of American flags, which uh, is also just disturbing because essentially the message was clear. It was, this is my country. This is not your country. I own this. And so until we're ready to have that conversation. Now, again. Anyone right now, it's 152 on this Wednesday. So if you have an American flag outside your home or business, they now that interpret that, that the New York Times is trying to say that that's basically, it's, that it's racist. And I, I can't believe that they're actually going there. I, I I can't believe that they're actually going to go down that path. That, that the American flag is somehow, that the, it's, it's now racist. Um, that business of the New York Times columnist saying she noticed trucks, pickup trucks with the American flag. It was very disturbing to her. And... For the New York Times, they, they said they backed her up on it and said that, well, you know, um, uh, they, she, they people are taking what she said out of context. She's the one. New York Times panned for the defense following her disturbing American flags. Uh, the New York Times issued a statement defending the editorial board member. Went on television, expressed the disturbing sight of American flags. She witnessed during a visit to Long Island uh, needs to be separated. Americanness and whiteness needs to be separated. I was on Long Island. Uh, she received swift backlash, condemnation of the American flags. So they said it had been taken out of context. Her argument was that Trump and many of his supporters have politicized the American flag. The attacks on her today are ill-informed and grounded in bad faith. What a joke. Absolutely not. They're going to pretend they didn't see the video where we, she said the American flags. She said they were disturbing. People quoted her verbatim. And they're saying that every word is a I mean, you have got to be kidding me. Taken out of context. Grounded in bad faith. They were, they were quoting her. They were quoting exactly what she said. That's the problem. Ill-informed. I mean, talk about a misguided statement. She's the one that said that. She's the one that came out and said about the American flags. How is it so in there, in her mind, you're seeing we own it. And it's been taken out. And Trump, they've politicized the American flag. How is that politicizing the American flag? You're the ones that see it. As racist, right? That's really what's what's going on here. Folks, good afternoon. It's 155. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Hey, I want to remind you about our friend at Competition Shooting Supplies. Stop it and see John Francis located 435 Benefit Street in Pawtucket. Competition Shooting Supplies, firearms, ammunition, accessories. He is the best. He also has a great Facebook page. Stop in and see our friend John Francis at Competition 
shooting supplies. 435 Benefit Street, Pawtucket. You take the last exit in Rhode Island. You go past the Attleboro train station, and then you're going to come up to the intersection of Newport Avenue and Benefit Street. It's competition shooting supplies. Call them 727-1716, or better yet, stop it and see him. We usually talk to him on Fridays. He is terrific. I have a feeling I'm going to see him tomorrow. Thursday, there's a Second Amendment rally from 3 to 7 at the Rhode Island State House on the Smith Street side. The Smith Street side. Uh, right there, Second Amendment rally. And folks, as, as many of you know, because the Second Amendment, without question, is under, the Second Amendment is under attack. The Second Amendment is under attack in Rhode Island, and they just start introducing uh, some of these, you know, we're going to have a, and it's introduced in a way, a Gun Safety Act. I mean, when you hear that, Gun Safety Act, Gun Safety Act, you would think, who would be against the Gun Safety Act, that's the way it's it's kind of presented in that manner. Now, as many of you know, it's a hot day. It's going to be a hot summer. Um, that's why wherever you're listing right now, call JKL Engineering. They're licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 401-351-7600, 401-351-7600, JKL. Estimates are free. Financing is available, both residential and commercial, called JKL Engineering. Highest rebates on the market for all your cooling, called JKL Engineering, 401 401- 351-7600, 401-351-7600 for JKL Engineering. I love the fact that this uh, uh, part, she's part of the editorial board with the New York Times, and there she is. They were quoting her verbatim, but what she said she found disturbing was the American flag. Biden uh, on the back of them, yep. uh, Trump yep. flags. And some cases, just dozens of American flags, which you know, uh, is also just disturbing because essentially the message was clear. It was, this is my country. This is not your yep. country. I own this. And so until we're ready to have that conversation. That conversation. You know, I don't know if people are ready to have that conversation saying that, that uh, it's very concerning when she sees a lot of American flags. Folks, it's 158. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Now I invite you to visit the website depetro.com, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com. We have original stories. If you want to get a hold of me, if you're listening right now and you say, you know, I'd like to support the show. I like the John DePietro show and I want to support the show. It's very simple. If you go to the website depetro.com and then click on shop, right at the top you get you go takes you right into all different nice merchandise where you can purchase a mug or a pint glass or a water bottle or a t-shirt or a hat it's all right there in the shop at petro.com which is sponsored by surplus provisions pontiac avenue in cranston look for them on facebook they have body armor ammo pepper spray food storage surplus provisions pontiac avenue in cranston well coming up you're going to hear the 2 o'clock news, and then it's the John Dion program. Now, we're back tomorrow at 11. I want to thank, again, the great Jeff uh, Gamach folks. We are getting some some national kudos a little bit on this Wednesday. And I want to remind everyone a big part. Jeff Gamach, we couldn't do it without him. He's so talented. He also nailed the parody song we did on I Can uh, Breathe Clearly Now. It's John DePietro. Listen, stay cool. We're back tomorrow at 11. Stay tuned.